So I'm trying to avoid any sense of cultural appropriation here. The topic I'm about to talk about is ripe for that opportunity, so I apologize if that's where I wander. It's not my intention, obviously, but I want to talk about a big metaphor, a big metaphor. What, James, you a big metaphor? I know, weird, right? Like I don't think in metaphors 24-7. I had this thought. I want to bring it up to you, so I, that's really what I want to talk about. But the best part is, or maybe the worst part, I don't know. Uh, this should be a short part podcast. I'm, uh, you know, keeping this one tight just because I have the idea. I want to put it out to you guys. So we'll be right back. Welcome to the Talent Cast, the world's most caffeinated employer brand and recruiting podcast. I'm your host, James Ellis. Thanks so much for listening. If this is your first time for joining in, we do things a little differently. We try and do deep dives. There's not a lot of interviews here. There's not a lot of news here. This is about how do we get smarter and better. And that means how do I get you smarter and better? How do I get you to think about these problems at a deeper level so that you can solve them and look like a genius to your boss? If this isn't the first time you've been here, thanks so much for returning. Feel free to share with your friends, your coworkers, your boss. I don't know. Uh, We really do appreciate that. All right, let's get into it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. Uh, I'm gonna I, like it's Friday before Wreckfest. Wreckfest is next Thursday, and I'm panicked a little bit because I gotta collect things like passports and figure out what the heck I'm gonna wear. But if you're gonna be in London and you're gonna be at Wreckfest, please find me. Say hello. Uh, if you feel like flipping off Chad and Cheese, they're gonna be there too. That's fine. I'm 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 on board. Flip them off all you want. Uh, flip me off if you want. I don't care. Um, but you know, let's go have fun. And I got stickers for you if you if you say hello. And with three thousand people there. Do not be shy. I have no idea what to expect. This is going to be total pandemonium, and I'm really excited for it. I mean, I'm terrified and excited, which is usually a good combination. Um, There's other speaking events coming up. Uh, Happy to to point them in the show notes. I do have one thing I want to mention and start to talk about because – you know, strategy-wise, the, the trick is you can have a good idea, but if you don't put the idea out in the world, it never gets done. At least that's that's how my brain works. So I can percolate an idea for a very, very long time, and it never goes anywhere. Even if it's mostly done, it'll sit there and gestate and gestate and gestate, and that's no way to live. Um, so re- what I usually like to do is to announce something or commit to something and then go, oh, crap, how do I do that? That's how this podcast started. I kind of committed to doing a bunch of episodes, and after the second episode, I went, what am I going to talk about? And then you start to learn, which was the fun part. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm announcing I'm putting a book out in the world. It's going to be rough. It's going to be a little messy. It's going to be imperfect. It is not run through a quote-unquote typical publisher because trying to do that did not work for me. They were very slow and they took forever. And um, either that or they wanted me to pay $12,000 for the the privilege of getting to publish with them. And I said, no, I don't have that kind of money just floating around. I mean, I may be... A super famous podcaster person, (laughs) Uh, but no, I don't have twelve thousand dollars. So I'm gonna, I'm putting it out on my own. So um, I'm announcing it so that I can commit to it. It's going to be, I think we decided September sixteenth. So two months from now, just a little bit more than two months from now, which means I have about a couple weeks worth of polish and re- rewrites and edits and making the making sure the charts and graphs and, and, and graphics make sense. I'm in the middle of cover and title hell. Um, 
but I'm just announcing it. I'm announcing it, and that way I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to actually do the darn thing. So uh, I will announce when I have a URL. It's going to be on Amazon because everything's on Amazon, right? Um, and just so you know, would love for you to take a look at it. Would love for you to, to read it. And you know, it's it, I'm going to price it super cheap so that everybody get a chance to to kind of do it. My it's my opportunity, my chance to fulfill my mission. Well, maybe not fulfill, but move the mission along of helping everybody reinvent the recruiting. So anyway, the book and currently titled Attract Talent. We'll see how that plays out. Titles are the worst. They suck. I hate them. Anywho, as you can tell from the podcast entitled The Talent Cast, which honestly someone else uh, titled. There you go. So anyway, let's get back to the actual content, uh, the matter at hand. And that is, I was, I feel like every time I talk about employer brand, I mean, I think I've talked about that. There's usually two schools of thought. There's the marketing person who decided to learn a little bit of recruiting, of which I am that person. And then there's the recruiter who decided to get real curious about marketing, and that's the two paths into employer brand and talent brand or what have you. I think there's another kind of dichotomy happening, and I think it's interesting. And I, I want to kind of say there might be a third channel, and that is the first The first idea are people who think um, – and by think, I mean their, their, their strategy, their approach, their mindset is that employer brand simply is. And your job is to kind of uh, project it and to sh- say, hey, this is what it is and this is what it's all about. And there's, there's real validity in that. I think there's a lot of function to say, look, start with what's authentic. Th- start with what's real and find a way to spin or showcase the, the positives of it, right? That's, it's very much a take what is and go with it. That's that school of thought. The other school of thought is let us – uh, put the right things out there. Let's shape the messaging. Let's shape the idea. Let's go ahead and push, push, push. That's very much a um, let's find out what people want and let's tell them about what they want to hear. It's almost like they the, the the branding is almost immaterial or disconnected from the actual experience of working there. You know, you do the research and you say, oh, turns out everybody wants impact and value or impact and and meaning. Okay, great. Let's just talk about impact and meaning. Okay, great. So when they walk when they walk in the door and they start to work there, you're going to give them impact and, and, and meaning? Well, no, because we just figured out what they wanted, right? There's the it's from a marketing standpoint, it's simply a matter of show off the product or figure out what people want and tell them the product does that thing, right? That's really the tool schools of thought. And I think they're both wrong and right in equal measures. I think there's a lot of value in both of those things, or at least if you're going to do the work and I'm like, you know, like I said about the book, just go ahead and start the work. Just go ahead and jump in. Just go ahead and there is no right way of doing this. There's simply a matter of, look, if that's the approach you want to take, that's great. So long as you don't get so married to that approach that you start to ignore other options. If you decide that what you want to do is take the employer brand as it is and give it a little coat of paint and say, look how cool it is. Here are the parts that are great and try to ignore the parts that aren't so great. That's fine. That's a completely valid strategy. If you want to say, let's figure out what we our quote unquote best talent wants to hear, Great. Find a way to tell them that story. So long as you're not stuck. If there's a if there if you get stuck in either of those schools of thought, it's a very limiting way of approaching employer brand. You can only get so much. You can maybe bring your employer brand up to uh, C plus B minus, and most of your employer brands are a functional fail. Uh, sorry, uh, but if you're not maybe not you, you're you're listening to this podcast. This you probably are better at your employer brand, or at least understanding and clarifying and communicating that employer brand out. 
So the third school of thought is this idea of you start with what is. So first school of thought, right? You take what is, the authentic, the authenticity, the credibility. Um, it's, it's something, that, the idea of whatever is true is probably true throughout the entire company. So the fact that it's true in the recruiting process means it's more than likely true inside the work experience. Um, you know, the, the candidate experience and the work experience are effectively parallel, if not the same, which is great. Uh, and just kind of talking about that versus manufacturing what needs to be. And I think the third school of thought is a bonsai theory. And here's where cultural appropriation becomes potentially rampant. And I'm sorry, again, I apologize. The idea, so you, so you know enough about the bonsai tree that it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little tree. It sits in a, it's in a pot of some sort. It's not very big. It's maybe a foot tall, two feet tall, maybe. I don't know. Um, but it's not a very big plant. It's almost a shrub. It's a shrub that we've decided to call a tree, right? That's a, it's a shrub with great marketing and with a great agent. What happens, you don't say, okay, great, here's my shrub. Here it is. I'm putting it in a pot and ta-da, it's bonsai. No, no, you say, look, what you're doing is taking a tree as it is, authenticity, credibility, et cetera, et cetera, but pruning it and adjusting it and tweaking it and shaping it so that it becomes and you manufacture what you want it to be, right? Now, to be fair, most of my uh, knowledge of bonsai is from, yes, totally true, the Karate Kid movie, the first one, the good one, uh, Daniel-san, uh, that you say, you know, the, the Mr. Miyagi says, you picture what you want this tree to be, and you slowly trim away the stuff that isn't true, you slowly trim, trim away the stuff that shouldn't be there, and you allow the stuff that isn't there yet to grow. Because you are uh, snipping away at the stuff that you don't want, you're telling the tree, take your energy, take the 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 the, I don't know, the resources that you're doing by being in water, by you know, by being in the sun and your all that stuff, push it in this other direction. So if you want your tree to grow to the right, you trim all the stuff on the left. And I literally did a hand motion of of like a scissors, and I think a microphone even caught that. Um, so you trim all the stuff on the left, and what's left, the tree says, okay, well I'm going to grow in this other direction because I don't, I'm not so stymied on the left. I am very much unstymied on the right. I will grow towards the right. That's how you can kind of move over time, sometimes a great deal of time, the bonsai tree to to be what you want it to be. Yes, that's a metaphor. That's what your employer brand really should be. Done really, really well, what you're doing is you're taking good thinking from both schools of thought. The take what is, the authenticity, reveal, uncover, discover what already exists level thought school of employer brand and marry it to the create what people want to hear. The nice thing about the bonsai metaphor is it also layers in this idea of it takes time and energy and diligence and there's a there's a it's not that it's not fast it's so much that it is slow and perpetual and you are much in the same way of water chiseling away the grand canyon or or, or turning stone into sand it's not that the water does a lot of work it's just that it's perpetual it's unceasing it's always moving it's always pushing in that direction when you're trimming the left side of the tree what you're telling the tree is over time slowly quietly hey grow in that direction because i need you to grow in that direction. Employer brand is the same way. You take the business as it is in that authentic state and you go, great, that is the tree. I'm going to plop it in the, in the pot and get it ready to go. But then what you do is you start to find places in which you can manufacture or apply pressure from your position to say, we should stop talking about these things. We should stop doing these things. You should be the voice that says, 
you know, I think we mentioned this before, if you are a company that talks about uh, for Women's History Month how great and how much you're committed you are to women, you should be the voice that says, hey, how committed are we to women when our maternity leave is the legal minimum? Right? It's very hard to marry those. Now, you're not going to change the world, and as we've talked about in the episode about control, you have no control. But your job is to be the voice of the outside world, to say the candidate will see these pieces of information. They will see you talk about how much you care about women and women's growth within a company, but they will also see that your maternity leave is the legal minimum, and they will also see these glass door reviews of people saying, hey, maybe not so much, and maybe they might even see these, these reviews on uh, a fairy god boss or power to fly or other women focused review sites to say hey this is not a company that actually elevates women now your job is to say here are the facts this is what you say this is the policy these are what the reviews are you have a disconnect and we need to solve for it and i urge you to solve for it so that we can actually hire the women we want to hire that is your job. And in so doing, what you're tr potentially doing is encouraging the company to rethink some of its policies, to rethink some of its issues, to rethink some of its situations and say, maybe there's a better way to treat them. You can't fix it. You're not head of HR. You're not the CHRO, are you? You're probably not. Um, I'd love it if you were. Gosh, this would be a whole different podcast. If employer brand was the CHRO, this would be a whole different thing. This would be a lot of fun too, or also very complicated. But your, your job is to apply subtle pressure to move it in the direction you want it to be, to have the vision of what the employer brand could be based on what is. At no point am I saying, okay, if your employer brand is the, is the post office, your job is to make it look amazing and exciting and a, a fast-paced, uh, innovative space. Yeah, that might be a little too aspirational. Uh, in fact, that might be way too aspirational. That might, you might be manufacturing lies, which we don't do here, right? At most, the rule of thumb is 10% aspirational. No, any more than that, and you are wandering deep into the territory of bullshit and lying, and we don't do that, right? We're better than that. We, You, me, all of us, better than that. So our job is to look at what is and say, where could it go based on this raw material, based on this company, based on the people who work here, based on the people who lead it? Where could we take it? Now, it's your job because there's no one else thinking about these problems at this level. Recruiters aren't thinking about it. Their job is to put a butt in a seat. Their job is to build relationships. Great. Do that. Keep doing it. Recruiting leaders not there to do it because their job is to oversee the effectiveness of the recruiter for the most part. Yes, they probably see all the same things you do, but they're not tasked with speaking up about them and saying, hey, there's a disconnect here and we need to solve it. Frankly, they're probably not sitting around looking at Glassdoor reviews or, or, or uh, Fairy God Boss Power to Fly reviews either, right? They're not positioned to see that part of the world per se. Some of them are and good for you. And if you, they are great, but really that's on you. And it's your job to tell talent acquisition and eventually leadership to put yourself in a seat at that table to say, look, the reason why you can't find the talent you want is because this is, you know, be able to sit there and say, look, let's talk about how we would love to hire more black, black or African-American people, or we'd love to hire more uh, Latinx uh, people, or we'd love to hire more women, or we'd love to hire more, heck, just make it super simple. Let's get beyond the DNI space. Let's just go, look, we're trying to hire more developers. And we say this to developers and they see these other pieces of information. And then also, by the way, here's three of our competitors and what they're saying and how we compare. That's your job to have the perspective of seeing all those pieces and saying, look, if these things are true, and by the way, they are, 
where are we going and what could we be doing? Where could we make a win? Where could we find a point of differentiation? Where could we find a pressure point? Where could we find an opportunity to plant a flag to say, this is what's unique about us and this is where we are unique among these companies. That's employer brand, right? Being different is the value. Being different is the point. You have to show them how you should be different. That's your job. And think of it as crafting a bonsai tree every day. Tiny little snip, tiny little snip, tiny little trim, a little bit of water, a little bit of sunlight every day. Tiny little trim, tiny little trim, a little bit of water, a little bit of sunlight. That is what it means to be working an employer brand. You're not saying, look, I have this shrub, but I'm going to put a, a sign in front of it that makes it look like a Christmas tree, right? That's, not, that's the market, that's the manufacturing world. And you're not going to take everything away and say, meh, it's a, it's a shrub, what are you going to do? That's the other school of thought. That's the authenticity school of thought. Marry the two ideas. You want to encourage growth in the right direction, in the right way, to the right people, to the right jobs, to the right situations, and you want to trim slowly, quietly, subtly the stuff that doesn't serve the brand. You are trimming a bonsai tree. That's what employer brand is. And I think the more we stop thinking about it as just, hey, let's just discover it, which is great, that's step one, or hey, let's just manufacture it, yeah, maybe that's a little too much as step two, um, put them together. Because a lot of times you t hear companies say things like, okay, we need to have our employer brand care about X and Y and Z or focus on these people. That's great if you're the right kind of company, but not every kind of company can appeal to women. Not every kind of company can plant a flag and say, this is a place where black and Latinx people can thrive. Sometimes, in fact, most companies, they can plant a flag that says, look, it's fine. We don't do much for black and African-Americans. We don't do much for Latinx people. But, you know, hey, it's not like we're racist all the time. You know, it's not like we're, we're bigots about it. It's not like we're saying only whites. We're just saying, look, we're not really catering to that audience. We're just doing a thing. That's fine. That's fine if that's what you are. It's not fine if you're flat out racist. Don't be that person. Come on. We're better than that. You know that. But you can say, look, we're not catering to that audience because that's not the kind of company we are. So then I would ask you, okay, great. What kind of audiences are you catering to? What do you offer? What do you reward? What is your value to those audiences? Showcase that and start to trim away the stuff that doesn't serve you. That's the goal. That is employer brand. Take what is and slowly, subtly shape it using influence. Influence? I guess I can't speak of it. Influence, right? There's the right enunciation on the, on the first syllable. Influence that brand. Influence the policies. Influence the issues. Influence what you think leaders should be thinking about, how they should be thinking about, and what they could do to solve it. That's the job to slowly shape over time. And the more you feed that uh, the, the bonsai tree, the more you trim it in the right direction, the more it will begin to take the shape you envision it to take. That's the goal. It doesn't happen fast. It doesn't happen quickly. It doesn't happen out of thin air. You start with what is. That's all I had to say. Eh, not as short as I thought it was going to be. Apparently, I can talk quite a bit. Otherwise, uh, so much. thanks so much for sharing. Thanks so much for reviewing. I appreciate that. Um, thanks so much for, for responding. And as always, you can find me on at the, talent, or at the War for Talent or talentcast.com. Come find me. Come comment. Come ask me questions. Come up with some subjects I should be talking about. I'd love to hear that. Thanks so much for listening. And by the time I hear you again, I'll be back from Wreckfest. Hopefully, I'll survive. Um, I'm terrified, really. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent Cast. 
If this was useful to you, do not keep it a secret. Share it with your team. Share it with your boss. Share it with your networks. I don't know. Share it with your mom. Uh, if you have questions you'd like me to answer on a future show or just, you know, general ideas about how to make this thing better, just ping me on Twitter. You know, I'm at the War for Talent. At the War for Talent. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.